Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. I'm back here with the regulars. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey, LJ, what's going on? Man, we are trying to come out of winter here in the southeast. We're getting some some hints of nice days, ready to get yep. some outdoors and going on, some overlanding. Y'all, oh, uh, yeah. y'all getting fired up for the season? Man, it was it's so exciting because it's so funny when the weather starts getting above, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, people start coming out and everyone's out there with their toys and, yep. and you know, it's 70 degrees one day. And then today it's like a low of 30. So it's like, it's all over the place. It's right wild. Now. Yeah. Yeah. The different stages of winter. Uh, <laughs> there, so there's, there's, there's all, all kinds of names down here in the South and different, Parts of the South have different names, I'm sure, for the different weeks where it gets cold. Um, yep. I'm not sure if this is a dogwood winter or the black. I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of winters that, that come out know. down here. So this is one of them because it was in the 70s last week, and now we're cold yep. again. It'll get warm and get cold and get warm and get cold for another month or so. Yeah. And then uh, we'll we'll be there in, in the right season. So now it's like you flip a coin on if you're going to get a really good weekend camping <laughs> or yep. not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. So speaking of camping, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all get out or y'all do any work on your, on your cruisers in the last couple of weeks? Oh man, I did not, I did not get out anywhere, but I did do some working on the cruiser for sure. Uh, much needed, much, much needed. I wish needed, I hadn't so. seen that. I know. Got a little <laughs> it's probably the worst. Like I'm thinking about putting it on YouTube just to show what not to do. Well, not to do. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably get a bunch of views, and then I'm like, "Don't be like this idiot." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, that backfired." Just be um, like, my, my, my friend brought his Land Cruiser over. <laughs> yeah, my friend brought his Land Cruiser in my garage. It's no big deal. Um, his name is so Jed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jed. Jed. Um, so yeah, I, I decided to do some preventative maintenance on the cruiser, and. I looked at my little logs and I think it was like oh, 12 or 13,000 miles since I did the uh, front diff center yep. diff and rear axle, which I know it should have been sooner. And obviously I'll get into that, but What's, um, before you go, do y'all know what the normal, cause I felt like that's pretty well within range of what you would normally change your diff. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I think for like the owner's manual of, I don't know what it is on mine, but like the new truck, the Tacomas and stuff for like 30,000, I think. Is that yeah, 30, like 30 to 30? 60 if you're just straight on road. Yeah. Obviously, if you're off-roading, you're putting more strain on the drivetrain. Mm-hmm. So, drive so yeah, I was like, I, I probably should do this. Um, I never extended my diff breathers. Um, and mm. in the, you know, two years, which was the 13,000 miles, um, the front of the vehicle may or may not have been underwater for periods of time. <laughs> sure, and, very rare yeah. in its on-road excursions. Yeah. 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 When you go to the grocery store through heated seats on, I mean, you're not going to go through more than, you know, a curb height of, you know, water, good rain gutter, but no, yep. this, this was, um, a little more than usual. So the diff breathers on my 80 on the front go about to the bottom of the engine um, kind of like close to close to like halfway point up the hood, basically the top yeah. of the tire, maybe a little higher. And um, I never extended them because it has like this cool little like plastic box on it. And I think it's so if it gets water in, it can like drain out and it pulls from the top of it for the vent. 
or something cool. weird. But yeah, decided to pull the plug, got some fluid. And um, when I pulled the plug, it started coming out pretty like chocolate syrupy. Mm. Um, it was That's definitely not, not like that. Fluid should look like. No, it's not that like clear purplish kind of, you know, slight on a metalish color. Mm-hmm. Now it was like chocolate syrup and it started coming out like, you know, kind of like pouring ranch out of a, a, a container, you know, yeah. kind of a thick flow. But oh. then it got to the end and it was straight up like clumps were coming out clumps of what I'm assuming water and oil mixture. Um, gelatin type material. Like very gelatiny. Yeah. Very gelatiny. Oh. Um, the front diff. Ouch. Yikes. So it's- yeah, I drained it. I, I cleaned it all out as much as I could and then filled it up and I'm going to drive around for maybe a hundred miles and then I'm going to drain it again, get the chunks out. But yeah, I'd I'd never seen it that bad on a vehicle. Mm. So I was expecting the rear to be the same. The rear has obviously less points of entry. I think it only has the two axle seals and then the diff breather and then maybe the pinion seal where water can get in. Yeah. Um, and doesn't have like the big burr field joints with multiple seals and stuff, more room for water entry. Yeah. And pulled the, pulled the plug on the back one. No issue. Mm-hmm. No issue. Fluid came out. I mean, just like used, you know, old um, sure. diff fluid. So there's no um, leaking on that axle. So I was pretty stoked on that, but uh, yeah, the front needs to get cleaned out a little bit more. Just uh it's just bringing up the fact that I might need to get gears sometime. So there you go. <laughs> kind of, kind of waiting for it to, you know, run out of its life. And, oh man, yeah. I got to put new gears in this oh, week. Shucks. <laughs> so <laughs> we should, we should talk about gears on a future episode. That should be, yeah. Uh, that should be a topic that we, uh, we discuss. Maybe bring someone yeah. in who's smarter than us to, to give us a, a and talk about uh, give actual us a lesson. gears give us a lesson yeah that would be good yeah learn, learn how it goes that sounds pretty cool because like i that, know that what would help gears in your decision are. making yeah yeah like uh yeah i know what gears are and and you know i know certain things like rubicons come with four tens yada yada but like actual gearing specifics I'm, i don't know much about it to be honest with you it's a so, whole science yeah oh definitely and then there's different um there's different thicknesses of the metal. So when you go to a taller ratio or a shorter ratio, mm-hmm. um, there's different strengths of those because your ring gear is getting um, bigger and your pinion gear is getting less teeth on it. So it doesn't have as much bite. Yeah. And so when you go up certain sizes, um, you kind of want to keep it in that happy range. I think like the strongest uh, don't quote me on this. It was in like the 355, 375 range. So like 3.75 to one. Um, and that's why a lot of vehicles come with those ratios because it's like the most kind of optimum for strength and oh, size. Durable, longevity. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. kind of, I'm not a scientist on it, but yeah, I do know there's some logic on it because people try to get away from those big, big ratios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you pretty much top out at what five, five point, I don't know, five twenty-three, six, maybe six is there sixes. 
I think it's too well, much. I think it's out of my out of my league, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure so. there are in some cases. Like if you're building a, you know, a drag car, you're, you're yeah. probably going to have some really tall gearing. I would think to try to get as much power to those wheels as possible or something. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Probably figure that out on the internet. Noted for a next episode. Really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's let's let's take our questions down for whoever we bring on that's going to educate us. They can give us all the yep. all the details. Perfect. Uh, that works. Well. I, did it you see i know you you mentioned you had some clicking in your axle do you think that this this change of fluids might help with that symptom so the clicking was the uh burfield joints and that's when i'm oh, turning yeah. turning full crank so it's basically like the cv axle of a solid axle for toyotas mm-hmm. um and it's just this big joint and there's balls inside. It's kind of like a ball and socket. If you've ever seen a CV that's taken apart and it's the same concept, just without a cover, it's more built into the axle. And, um, that's what's clicking. So that's, what's making noise, um, under, under, um, once you're locked in the front and rear and you're turning, you're putting that extra stress on it. And that's when it starts making some just clicking. So as soon as you straighten it out, it's not so bad. Nice. Yeah. I had some, well, uh, some noise in my drivetrain, but I'll get to that. LJ, you go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, 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 saw, I guess the only thing I did was uh did a bearing. Uh, I got a bearing. I was making some noise, so I took it apart, cleaned it out. Found out the claw washer. I guess maybe not the claw washer, just the washer that goes against the bearing. Uh, had a, I think I know what you're talking the about. Castle nut. Some wear on it. You know what I mean? It had some wear on it. The mm-hmm. The bearing that you set your initial preload on oh, okay yeah yeah uh it. uh it, it had some wear on it so i went ahead and put it back together to move it around and ordered some new parts and i've got some you know new claw washer new washer kind of get it all nice and dolled up down there and uh so yeah. i did all that but actually i buffed and waxed land cruiser got a lot of the whoa kentucky okay. pinstripes off the side okay. of it. now there's still some there's still some marks and there yeah. was that spot at the cove that uh where i hit that rock and it, it got the paint knocked the paint off and so mm-hmm. i had some uh touch-up paint and sanded it down and cleaned it up and touched up a area about the big as my fist <laughs> nice okay <laughs> Pretty good uh, so it's it's not it's not bad i mean it's not great but it's not rusting anymore it's, you know it's not corroding away <laughs> so yeah it's going to be for now and uh we'll we'll see what comes out of it but yeah just cleaning up the cruiser a little bit getting it ready for the trip kind of uh, i got a couple more things to do on friday uh my the company i work for has a wellness day so i get to just huh? take a day off for no real reason it's pretty nice yeah. okay nice uh, okay one day so i'm gonna a do a yeah so i'm gonna okay. do a little bit of maintenance <laughs> on uh <laughs> on the land cruiser i'm gonna go ahead and get those new parts on uh on that front bearing and get that done and change the transfer case oil and the nice. rear diff. Uh, it goes in for an alignment tomorrow. Okay. Uh, oh, it gets solid. out all nice and, and straight and ready to go down the road for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And that should be it. Beat it up in it. Moab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those, you know, those, those tires are soft, so they'll, uh, they'll, they'll go yeah, quick they'll if it's up. out of alignment pretty bad. I, I mean, it depends on how it goes. I might, set it on a flat road and take a look at it. And if they're real bad, I might try to get one on the way <laughs> on the way out of town somewhere. <laughs> if I can get it done quickly yeah. enough, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it could help. That's a, you know, 
it's a, that's a lot of miles on soft mud terrains. If you're mm-hmm. really, really out of whack, you could take a lot yeah. of tread off on a couple thousand miles. Oh, you're just plowing down the road at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You see rubber chunks flying all over the back of the car. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oops. They're slow so, down. Uh, yeah. Just getting the Land Cruiser ready. Yeah. It's uh, nothing major. Just, uh, I think I'm going to hit right. it with some, some paint, some rusk paint. Yeah. And uh, get the bottom of it looking right. It's always nice to get all the armor cleaned up before you go on a big trip to see when you get back and kind of see like, okay, that's yeah. what that was. Yeah, all right that's what that loud plug was okay yeah. and you got some pretty thick plates under there the custom stuff from mitchell fabrication so yeah it's 316 steel yeah so it's it's pretty Dang. strong it's it's yeah, that's that's very very well. Hell yeah so nice. that's why at the rally you were just like bombing and i'm like you i was holding you up because you're just hitting everything i, my I mean front, I just, my front axle was just hitting things and you're just like ah i got the skid plates uh, I literally, those skid plates give me way too much confidence. I'll tell you right <laughs> Point now. and shoot, baby. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, it's yeah. he's, he's got he's got the pressure points built right. They're gusseted. They're beefy. Nice. I mean, they are. When when you're taking them off, like it's one of those where you like before you get the last one out, you've got to like start to brace yourself. Like you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. this this oh, fifty pound piece of metal is going to fall on me, so I need to slowly drop this. <laughs> wow. Oh, geez, that's a lot of weight. So, uh they, they do a good job and then i got the metal tech sliders which i mean those things mm-hmm. for I, I got a smoking deal on them yeah three years ago uh but those things have held up great like bolted nice. on mm-hmm. and i've i've slid oh, on so they're not things. even weld on no they're bolted on uh nice. i had one issue where like a, a rock caught it and moved it but that was one time and i, I don't you know it had been hit a lot that day. So who knows yeah. if it hadn't gotten knocked loose or something like that beforehand, I wasn't really paying attention, but otherwise they have protected nice. the vehicle pretty well. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so, I'll clean it's all that so up. needed. So needed it is. out here. Well, these are big old, these are big old cars. <laughs> yeah. A, they're heavy. They're this not is a light. full size SUV you're taking around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no TJ or YJ or FJ 40. <laughs> No, no, this is a big old, big old vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, armor's important. It's mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna clean it up so we can see what all we hit. I know some of the trails we're gonna hit will, 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 will definitely be hitting the armor. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, that's all I've done. Nothing, nothing really super exciting. What about right. you, Steve? Man, so I had a little bit of clunking in my driveline. Uh, kind of s- typical symptoms where you. You from a stop, you start going, you hear like a little clunk or feel a little clunk in your pedal. I've had this before. Um, it's just you have to grease your drive sh- uh, drive shaft. So there's, there's six zerks along the entire drive shaft. So the front and then the rear drive shaft. So just got some some grease in there and that fixed it. Uh, and then I did so a. I have a question. I was yeah. thinking about this earlier, mm-hmm. and my question is: Do you? For the slip yoke, do you are you a three pumper, or do you pump until you see movement in the oh, slip yeah. yoke? I'm neither. This is this is I'm an age a, old Facebook yeah, group this is, debate. This is, so I'm neither. <laughs> I pump until I see grease. So you go further. You go. I go more. further. Yeah, I'm like yeah, all I want, the way. I want to see grease come past those seals, which I guess I get why people are 
are a little worried about it because people are worried about that seal popping out if, if you can't clear that debris out of there. But um, I've, I've never had an issue pumping. Uh, and I think that's what my manual says is pump until you see grease come out of there. So um, that's what I do. Yeah, I just and- did my drive shaft and I put a good, I just had the, I had the front uh, U-joints. I replaced the U-joints um, <clears throat> before I moved out here. So two years ago. Mm-hmm. and they were dry man u joints yep. i the u joints were fairly new yep. um those were dry and mm-hmm. then the slip yoke on the front and back i mean i probably put 15 pumps into it before you could see like yeah. the drive shaft pushing <laughs> against a diff you can yep. start to see it and oh, yeah. um there, i put a lot of grease into it a lot oh yeah and it i feel like it it always tightened up <laughs> I always tightened up the, it always tightened everything up a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, now I got to put it on my list to do this. Yeah. Before I leave. Thanks guys. It, it wouldn't well, be bad to do it, but I got to drop the skid plates. So we just talked yeah. and said how beefy they were. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Like for me, it's, it's kind of laziness because you're supposed to do it every, every time you change your oil, throw some pumps in there. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I kind of always front drive shaft. Cause it's harder to get to, you have to drop a little plate, um, which it's not bad. It's just annoying. Um, so my front was, was pretty dry actually. My rear, not so much. Cause I, that's easy to crawl under there and get those three nice. fittings. So, yeah. So I uh, got that done, that fixed it. Uh, and that was just kind of the only real prep before my little weekend trip to Talladega national forest. So I took a, um, I took Friday off. Uh, drove down to Talladega National Forest, east of Sylacauga, um, and near Talladega, uh, in Alabama. So basically, smack dab. This is uh, where the the Talladega NASCAR race the, is also yes, held. Yes. Okay. I just want yeah, to. That's sure where the Talladega Speedway is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. NASCAR. Um. So that's yeah. It's it's just a national forest it's probably 100 miles length um i don't know nice. the actual area of it but lots to explore just a really pretty area of alabama um went with a group of i think nine different people eight or nine i think uh it was like eight land cruises and one sequoia so um Dang. pretty good group yeah there's always yeah. one there's always one <laughs> that sequoia though is, is beefy man it's yeah it's, it's, it's probably, it's probably more it. capable than than a few of those land cruisers i know all of, <laughs> yeah. a few of those were open uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, i'm pretty sure that sequoia is fully locked it? yeah it's it's so patched one it's, of the guys there has a 99 lx 470 and so all it had it doesn't even have a track it has lsd in the rear uh so yeah so almost nearly open um and then Dan, my buddy, he's uh triple locked Sequoia on 35s. So fully armored up sliders, everything. So um, it's actually kind of surprising how large or how much bigger the Sequoia is compared to series. Um, when yeah, he it's a good like seven or eight inches system. on the back. Yeah, I was like, ah, and then it's, I think it's a little wider, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a big boy. Um, dude's wild. We, we, I call him. Uh, Dan the animal or Danimal, he just sends it. Just no matter, he, he uses that V8 man. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, did a, did a short little trip. It was supposed to go a little bit longer for me, but I had some family stuff I need to take care of. So left Friday, camped Friday night. We did two trails on Saturday, uh, 601 and 600 other roads. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of telling that to all of our viewers or listeners, I guess, uh, because they're, they're pretty well known. Like they're not any hidden, hidden secret. I won't tell you where our camp spot is because that was pretty awesome. <laughs> but, um, 601, 62, they're, they're very well roads there. Um, nothing too crazy technical. Like it was just kind of easy wheeling. There's a couple of rock gardens. There's a couple of little off camber sections. I did a little hill climb, which was fun. Um, but yeah. And then I, I came home, I had to come home Saturday, uh, like I said, for some, some family stuff. So, uh, it was good. It's, it was nice to get out and everything that you work so hard on, um, you know, setting up the, the tent, the drawers, your battery power system, your fridge, when it works flawlessly, it's just, it's like a, a, a five course meal that that's executed. Amazing. Yeah, there's like so it, many everything goes so smoothly. Yeah, yeah. So many components. <laughs> and when you know where like, everything is, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Each time you add something on it, just amplifies. Like you mm-hmm. know, once you add lights in the back, then you can see better. Then you do, yeah. you know, your inserts, and it just exponentially grows. Oh yeah, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all keep wanting me to make more lists on this thing I need to do for my life. <laughs> Every time you talk about stuff. Oh, lights on the back. You already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, those lights on the hatch that Jeff told me about, and I told Dan, the guy at the Sequoia, about game changer. Just absolute game, game changer. changer, man. Game yeah. Changer. It's, yeah. It's, you have it wired up. It's no big deal. Amber and white. You can see all in your drawers. Anytime you're cooking, you need to get a tool out there at night or grab something from, from your drawer in the middle yeah, of the night. So easy. It's perfect. It's so easy. <clears throat> and especially um, for the price. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. What, what are they, like 20 bucks for a set of four or two. something? Yeah, I think it's like $12.99 for two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget. Like I don't know. No. And no. then, like, the, the awning lights that I put on my oh, awning, yeah. and then I also put one on my off-road trailer, um, those mm-hmm. are just dope, too, because they're bright i mean they're amplified oh, um, yeah. when you have your stuff out so it's easy you don't have to set anything up so when i get mm-hmm. somewhere it's just like pop the hatch open turn the uh the white or the amber depending on the season yeah <clears throat> and then um you have access to all your stuff without having to worry about you know one worry about draining your starter battery yep <clears throat> because they're all isolated and mm-hmm. then two worrying about um not like having to turn them on, turn them off. And you know, yeah, that kind of concept worrying about that drain or anything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was one thing that I, I, I got to figure out is how to bring my family out in the woods. Now, now that Olivia, it was kind of sad not to have Jessica and Olivia there, you know, it was, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of planning that. I don't know if we're still deciding a van is, is super expensive, but a trailer, not so much, but I still want the requirement of being able to stand up. And so we're looking at a couple other options. So we'll see. But for for one or two people, systems perfectly dialed. 
but 2.5 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two, 2.5. 2.25 2. Yeah, so, right now. Yeah. I'll go to 2.5 later. Um, those guys, the, the 24 seven, I don't know. What are they called? Awesome. Uh, 24-7 off-road, off-road 24-7. Oh, yeah. Like Sean O and yeah, 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 the Australian guys. Their Opus campers are really cool, man. Yeah. Like their P4. I've been like really researching those. Man. It's like a blow-up cool one, stuff. right? Yeah. Like, like they ones? use air beams and it's like yeah, it has an onboard compressor. You just push a button and it's you like the get the same concept as like a stand-up paddleboard and they're, it's like a thick... Yeah. It's really like heavy mm-hmm. duty. It's like a jump jump house, extreme like jump house frame. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like five psi in the air beams, which is like their supports. Yeah. So, um, and then it's like road worthy trail. I don't think that they use timber and axles, something similar. So, two independent axles, um, sliders throughout the whole trailer. Um, what I really like about that design, though, is uh, you can have the the kitchen um, outside of the trailer. So if you just need to pull over for a quick little meal on the side of the road, you don't have to pop open the trailer the entire time um, or the whole trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. I just yeah, pulled Opus. up the website here. Yep. Sharing it out. So, you can see like you just go to the OP4 mm-hmm. site. And yeah, you have all the cool mm-hmm. pictures and yeah options. So uh, there's they kind of they're they're kind of expensive. I mean, if I'm being honest, there's one dealer in Nashville that has one of them, an OP4 TT, which really? I don't know what that is, but I think their list price is like thirty five thousand dollars. So I mean, it, it's expense. Like it's very expensive. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Oh, it's but, huge though. Oh Holy yeah, you can, yeah. It's an Look eight foot ceiling. Yeah. So like eight foot, I Look can easily stand. This. Yeah. You have a four burner stove, two beds, onboard water, 40 gallons of water. You have um batteries, you have a rack, you have a shower, hot hot water. Um, I mean it's everything. You can even have they have a, a propane heater and then a AC unit if you're plugged into like uh, a normal. It's like a, it looks like a beetle. Like, is that a beetle? Yeah, it's like a big old beetle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The way it pops. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, then they have a cinema screen, so it takes Jeff's to the next level. Damn. They have like a built-in, the yeah, built-in cinema DVD screen. player, and you can yeah. <laughs> let's look at this <laughs> options be... list. Actually, before we do that, let's look at the standard features. Okay. So you got a tent, so it's inflatable. Yep. Yeah, it, so and it just has like a, plug yeah. it into a compressor, or does now it has like a, a compressor? Yeah, it has it's a compressor on board. Yeah, so you uh, just unhook it from your car, and it even has brakes, which is really cool. Um, already all built in, uh, but yeah, the compressor. So I'm trying to. Do you see that middle? And I know our, our listeners can't see this, but the middle picture with the, the the man and the woman flipping over that that top portion of it, where that woman is standing. Uh, there's like the whole power system. So you have, you can check your gallons, how much gallons you have. You have a voltmeter and then an amp meter so that if you're pulling or drawing amps, you can see how much you're drawing. Uh, they have a compressor button right there that it's like five seconds to open up. Um, yeah, 
And then you can also get an attachable awning or detachable That's awning, awesome. which is also integrated into the whole inflation system. Um, just like a yeah, really batteries, slick setup. Yeah, everything comes with batteries. Shower. Set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full kitchen. Slide out fridge. Four burner mm-hmm. stove. That's got, that's got the same amount of burners as my house does. I know. I mean, my, my stove is electric, but that thing's propane, and that's, that would cook way better. Hot water and a stereo system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, and you could you could wheel with it, which is amazing. You know, yeah, it's like not like you have to. Trails. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It looks the, pretty tough. Like, it looks like it's yeah. got a good outer layer that you could kind of, you know, if it bumps off a tree, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you can yeah. see on that picture with the, the GX460, you can put uh, toolboxes, recovery gear, whatever. Put a put bike kayaks, up there. Canoes. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. put some bikes and stuff. That's pretty cool. It yeah. looks like it has a trailer hitch in the back. You can put one on there too. Mm-hmm. Low profile yeah. too. It's a sa- it's lower than the vehicle. So you're not exactly. pushing a bunch of air. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This Opus trailer is nice. So I, you guys, and if, if our listeners have been listening for a while, I've been fairly vocal about my anti-trailer um, ideologies. Yeah, we know <laughs> um, you can't drive a trailer. Now that I have, yeah, now that I have, you know, a little okay, girl. Hold on, that, I got to record this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. Uh, all right, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> now that I have a daughter, <laughs> I, I want to take her out, you know, and, and <laughs> camping out of a vehicle is great for adults because they can, they can kind of weather that. Um, but you can't like with a with a trailer it makes life so much easier so that's what i'm i'm looking at is there's no guarantees but jessica really likes it and now so, this is the same uh, steve who board. goes backpacking into like the woods with like a with a toothpick <laughs> and like a banana and survives for like a week right that's me yep okay <laughs> some paracord and i could survive for a week but i also Jeez. would be awesome to have a propane heater and an ac in the, the summertime <laughs> 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 priorities change get older yeah. i guess <laughs> it would it would be cool i i feel like if i went if i went full bore like building a vehicle focused on camping yeah i would go sprinter van yeah just personally just because mm-hmm. like i've i've seen them set up pretty well for small families you know you can make it work yeah i don't know i i, I think they're just but I, I don't know the price of those either so i'm pretty sure they're high uh yeah which if you it, give it a few months and these gas prices then they might be a little bit cheaper <laughs> might be able to, you know, hold out a little bit maybe. yeah i'm hoping to snag an 80 with these the gas hundy now and then yeah. get something when the gas prices go up yeah keep going up yeah <laughs> So uh, that's I've been kind of looking at that. Uh, that's probably the the best option that I've seen in terms of trailer because it's not it's not like a Coleman slide out trailer. What do they cost? Can't... How expensive are these things? So the one the only one that I've been able to find that's like at a dealer is like thirty four nine I think. That's a um, van. Vans are two hundred thousand dollars. $200,000 for what kind of van? For like the, <laughs> the fully decked out one. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Short school bus, man. Short <laughs> what kind bus? of van yeah. are, you, are you ordering? No, I'm not right ordering that. Hell, I'm not going to order a van that's still the cost of my house. <laughs> but like Storyteller <laughs> Overland Beast Mode 4x4 van is $200,000. It's like $199,000. Yeah, but you can Storytell with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can send but, my drone up in Joshua. Three national forest. 
Oh what? my god. So so a realistic band, like not one that's like kitted out, yeah, know, sponsored out, mm-hmm. like a you know that 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 type of vehicle is is made for a uh, yeah. someone who's going to do it full time, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's kind of the motive there. But for like what you're doing, like is it really too? Like I feel like you could probably you should be able to get away with thirty to fifty k for that type of van. Yeah. So kind of what I've seen so far is sprinters will run you about fifty ish uh, for brand new four by four diesel, four six cylinder. So that's brand diesel. new. Brand new. Yeah. Four wheel Fifty k. Fifty sixty to option out but that's that's a general range okay. of yeah uh you can that's get like as a, bad as i thought no like, no like no it's still I, a lot like okay yeah because you uh, can sell you, the hundy yeah for an easy 20 yeah if you throw the tent on it and you throw the tent in with it because you don't need the tent at that point right because you got your van yeah so but, yeah you know you look at it that's the same price you'd be paying for the trailer yeah yeah definitely uh you could probably get away a little bit cheaper with transit uh, which they also have a four-wheel drive option. Um, I would want that just in case if you hit snow or, or if you're just going off the beaten path. Um, you never not uh, the, don't want to get four-wheel drive. You always yeah, want to get it. No. Because just, yeah. just as, a, as a dad rule, it, as yeah. long as you got four-wheel drive, you can always say <laughs> yeah. anytime you need a four-wheel Good thing I got that four-wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, fuck, I wish I would have got yeah. that four-wheel drive. <laughs> yep, definitely. So oh, uh, you can build, honestly, if you if you DIY'd it, um, you could probably build it for – 70 80k all in now that's i'm talking about you doing all the cabinetry you doing all the electrical you doing anything um, but I'm, I'm putting a lot of money into batteries right that that's kind of my thought process mm. um batteries you would want a fridge you would want some sort of heating uh, i don't know if you would want to go cooling but because that would pull a lot from batteries or you would need shore power and then why would you wouldn't and so um i'm still considering a lot of options you know i think i, I love the 100 series a lot i love the way that i've built it and it kind of has a special place in my heart just from the the moab trip and and stuff like that so we'll see we'll see we'll see where this goes but i will say i probably won't be towing anything with that 100 series the fuel economy is garbage as it is now so yeah, I don't think it gets worse. much worse. You might lose like a gallon. Yeah. Uh, I'm already at 10. Like, I mean, I guess that is yeah. 10%. So it is yeah, decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still, uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe that thing will, maybe I'll sell the, the tent and just go with the trailer. Who knows? But um, I still vote I don't know. van. I, I just, you I don't know. Man. Van? You're a van man to me. Yeah. I, I feel like, but I, I still like, like I still like wheeling though. And you can't really do what we did at Talladega National Forest. That, that's a prime example. Fairly can easy road. Can you stand up one of those big Ford transit vans? One of those huh? F like 350s? You can build those out <laughs> and wheel those things, man. Yeah. That would be cool. Big old city that you could. Yeah. There's a guy, a roaming lossy, just 3,500. 500 with a scout camper on it that looks really sick oh that's yeah cool. or you could do a ute just cut off the back of yours dude Flat yeah. it, build a ute on it <laughs> oh yeah just chop it like those those australian guys 
yeah. yeah. There's a guy doing it right now on Instagram. So you can pretty much do it. Just follow his, his page. Yeah. It's uh so yeah, no, I'll pull it up right now. It's uh Lexus on 42s. Whoa. Yeah, he, he's turning into a Ute. Yeah, so he put 42s on it. Let's share this out so you can see. Is he it. solid for an axle? He has to be. Yeah. Uh it was an 80 series. Uh yeah. and so he he beat it up right here. Yeah. He's on some rocks and uh just totally smashed in his entire driver's <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, that, that looks is, worse than the Wills. Sending it bankrupt style right there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think that. he got out of it and took the picture. Yeah. Yeah, it oh looks like there's god. no one in the driver's seat. <laughs> he probably got so, a ding on his door getting out of it. This man looks like he turns lemons and lemonade because he cut yeah. off the entire back. <laughs> Of his wow, that he did series Land Cruiser and has a bulkhead. Yeah, he wow. cut it off. He's probably got what six inches past the uh, front mm-hmm. doors. Yeah. Okay, and yep. uh, yeah, it's real yeah. close. Looks like a single cab truck. Yep, and uh, he's hey, there's that right comment now. on there. <laughs> what is that? that? Go back to that picture. <laughs> oh crap! Let me go back to it. No, uh, the there one. it is. Yeah, look at my comment. Oh, you did comment on it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. so he's gonna build the cage. I guess he's gonna have a little cage here. Uh, uh, okay. That's oh, gonna look, look really that. cool. Holy yeah, it's crap. It's pretty legit. Uh that looks awesome. So this guy's building some cool stuff. Excited to see what he comes out with. But yeah, man, you could just use mm. it. That'd be awesome. Ideally, I would love to like multi-tech it. Like what is that? that? Oh, be... is that where you cut the top and then you? No, no, that's Camp oh. Tech. So look up Dirt Sunrise on Ooh, Instagram. Is it? Dirt Sunrise. It's Tim Dirt and Kelsey. Sunrise. Had a an eighty series called Goose that had the Camp Tech conversion, Goose. yeah. But they recently got movie. this Maltech eighty. It's HDJ. They're they're not right now. So you got to scroll a little bit. Yeah, it's a husband and wife. So scroll a little yeah, bit further. Sick. Yeah, there it is. So it's an 80 series uh, chopped with a Multec conversion on it. And that's what that camper is. They have like. So it's basically a fiberglass rear bed yeah. for the back yep. of the truck with a little kitchen inside and stuff. Yep. And then the, that's the really cool. Top pops open and it's a passer. So you can go from driver's seat to, to rear. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that, but um, they have like 80 gallons of diesel on board. Like it's a monster of a truck yeah. to build. Um, oh yeah. There's a picture of him with like mm-hmm. standing next to it. Yeah. You're, you're pretty up there. Yeah. So, but, and then the rear door kind of folds down so that you can get up and in there and they have like a diesel heater that's all integrated with the, um, yeah, that's cool. The fuel tank. And yeah, it's a, it's one hell of a build, but that's, that's what I would love to eventually do is, okay. You can see the, the tent is popped right there. Yeah. And you can oh, see the nice. rear doors so open. Stand up yeah. in the back of it. Yeah. Yep. And if it gets too gnarly, the weather, you can close the top down and sleep at the, in the actual cab of the vehicle. So like they have bedding on the bottom too. So it's a European company and it's a lot to get one, but it would be cool to do a custom thing like that. We got yeah, how many be... more years do we have before we can import the 105s? I think it's just a couple, ain't it? It's 25 years. It's 20. So yeah, 98 25. was 105s. <laughs> That's right. So 
Yeah. One year? Yeah. Yeah. Is it one year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. So one year, you can get a 105 here. I don't know if, I don't know where gas prices would be then if people still want them. So I I feel like the the cruiser bus might happen right now. Who are we tricking here? If you're going to import a 105, you have enough to cover the gas prices. (laughs) Thanks. True. (laughs) True. This is true. This is true. If you're doing that, you're not worried about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. If it gets to like like, gas mileage, I mean, you could if you really wanted to. Uh, Yeah, I guess driving anything that big, you're not really worried about gas prices. I am because they're getting expensive, and this trip to Moab is getting more expensive by the day. (laughs) Yeah. Every mile by mile. Yes. I was just like, okay, this trip just because uh, I mean, you know, when you do this a camping trip like that, the the biggest budget item when you're looking at it is going to be your fuel, yeah, because everything else is already a sunk cost because it's all in the build of the vehicle. So sure. you've got your food you're going to eat, mm-hmm. fuel, which is and that's what you have to yeah. eat at home anyway. So it still costs money for takeout. Like, yeah, exactly. It's I can I can pack camp meals cheaper than I can pack. You know the road meals. The road meals yeah. are more expensive than than the camp meals, almost right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, unless we stop and we make them, but uh, so you know, I was like, man, this trip just um, this trip's about to turn into double the cost <laughs> in in a matter of yeah. three weeks. I, I, so uh, we used four hundred fifty gallons for our trip. We did four hundred four yeah four thousand five hundred miles. 10 miles per gallon that makes it really easy to do the calculation but 450 gallons of gas at five dollars a gallon Whew, son that's expensive yeah, yeah. I, now, I'm granted, I don't it'll, think it'll you'll be going out yeah you know there's at some point like once the once the change and chaos has occurred it's gonna it should level out and shouldn't keep yeah. rising too much further past another 50 cents maybe hopefully i don't know who knows it's going to be what it is and i'm just going to drive up and i'm going to just do it yeah and enjoy it memory i'm just going to drive to the next one and i'm going to do it again and i'm going to do that like 12 times (laughs) we're going to be there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, that's a problem of like being on the east coast is like like the the off road mecca, I would imagine in the United States is probably or or Utah. Just we'll just say Utah in general, right? We know that like Cal has some amazing places like Anza Brego, uh, um, Death Valley. You have all sorts of cool places. Joshua in Tree, yeah. There's Moab, tons. yeah. Joshua Tree, definitely. Uh, but Moab just seems to have like the highest concentration in in the the size of the state at least to me it seems um getting out there though from the east coast is what what sucks the most yeah yeah it's a long ways away uh long ways away but it's worth it it's totally worth it oh because you know it's uh this is a trip that we haven't done before so it'll be fun to go out and do this style of trip and then also explore yeah. areas that we haven't really explored because when i went out last year i only really checked out the area 
around Moab and top of the world kind of going yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we didn't really get into deep into Utah and like spend a lot of days there. It was only like two days and it was pretty mm-hmm. miserable because the land cruiser was overheating and we had yeah. in the daytime, we had to have the heat on in order oh. to be able to like drive around. That's not fun. <laughs> oh man. So you go? What month? Uh, August, oh, probably the shit. hottest month. That's the hottest. Yeah. The desert. Um, yeah. And I had no cooling warning signs ever that mm. this was going to be bad until I got to the desert. And it was just like, yeah, I'm done, bro. I'm just going to get real hot. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like, it gets hot and humid here. Like, I wonder if, but humid not is like not 110 bad. degrees. No, I guess hot. so. Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah, it was I guess like so. yeah. heat of the day, 110, sun beating down, and it was coming off that rock as well. And so it was just this smorgasbord of heat yeah and yeah it just it just didn't take it it got up to like i like hit the guys like hey uh so my temp gauge is the highest i've ever seen it in the ownership that i have of this land cruiser (laughs) (laughs) and so we just stopped turned the heat on kind of let it just try to catch up and it caught up and got down to a reasonable temperature within about two or three minutes once that was done Mm. so we figured the trick out there and then our buddy had an 06. And mm-hmm. so in 06, they changed the placement of the the fuel pump, I think. Yep. And uh, when they yep. did that, they rerouted some fuel lines and they're close to the, the exhaust. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was on that model, vapor locking is a is a is a problem. Um, yep. and it's common in those cities too, where you're like they were driving around in it and just turned it off at a gas station and went back in and turned it back on. It wouldn't start. Because of vapor locking, mm. uh, where the exhaust is so hot that it's evaporating the fuel before yeah. it can pass through the line to actually get to the engine. And so uh, wow. we sat there another hour because his car yeah. wouldn't start because <laughs> it vapor locked. Uh, but man, oh, that man. It, it's when it's hot like that, it's just it, if you're if it's not perfect, you're, you're going to mm-hmm. find different things that, yeah. that are going to be a challenge for sure. I think in um, those times, um, Mike bound for freedom he mentioned a couple times that to fix that all you do is you crack the either inbound or outbound not outbound, yeah inbound or outbound fuel line on the fuel filter so for oh. ours yeah and that what that does is it releases all the the pressure and the gas and everything and then you can crank it once the gas gets flowing back through there so i haven't i haven't really experienced that because a, I'm not super high altitudes. That's another place it'll it'll happen because boiling points change the higher you go up. So yeah. high altitudes or really extreme heats. He said, crack that that fuel line. Either, like I said, I don't know if it's before or after the the fuel filter, and that should hopefully resolve I that, that. I think it's any of those little junctions right there because it'll just blow blow. Yeah. All the air okay. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that don't that do it with your seems, engine running. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, if your your engine's not running, if it's vapor locked. Damn it. <laughs> wow, the more you know. <laughs> uh, don't uh, don't do it while you're cranking the Jeep. The, the cranking it because yeah, because you'll yeah. spark and no bueno. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. I got you back. Yeah. but I, i'd so, be curious to test that though like i would love to to just you know bill nye the science guy that bitch and we'll and drive out to moab can... you have an 06 
I do. And find, you know, yeah, in August and we can try it out. Or maybe someone can tell us. Okay. Uh, yeah. But all, it's it's going to be in the back of my mind now. If that ever happens again, I'm going to be like, maybe if we, you know, see, I think, I think that trick should work with any vehicle, right? That's not just ours. That that's just yeah. sounds like a good yeah, old Because you're just relieving the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that feels pretty relatable to any mm-hmm. vapor lock situation. For sure. So, uh, yeah. So do y'all, um, do we want to go over a little bit about this, this trip coming up in a few weeks and, uh, yeah. what, uh, what we're, I, I'm, I'm curious. So I, I got a question for y'all, I guess, in, in relation to that trip is, you know, if you got, so Steve, you've been out to the desert. Um, yeah. uh, Jeff, you, you literally used your next door was a desert as we know, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) when you're going out there, what are you, what are you thinking about packing, um, from, from kind of things that we don't normally have here in the, like the wooded Southeast, um, that would be different from what's normally in a, in a pack for someone down here. Mm. That makes sense. That was a really long question, but what would you change in your pack from going to the desert from being here in like the Southeast? So for, for me, like when I went to the desert, I never cared about a winch because there's nothing to hook it to. Uh, yeah. So that was just like, it was really non-existent to have one. Yeah. And I had one the whole time I was in California on my hundred series. Mm-hmm. And then I got one on my 80 and it's, there's no point. Cause there's nothing to, you're only going to do it on like Rocky situations if with another yeah. vehicle. So it's pretty yeah. much for someone else at that point. Yeah. It's not a self recovery thing. Um, obviously there's trails with big rocks that you can, you know, wrap a dead man around or, you know, something, but mm-hmm. that's less common. So Do you just, you keep a strap. Is that what you, uh, you normally run with out there? I just had a snatch strap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a snatch strap or a high lift, a high lift works pretty good, yeah. um, in soft sand, like to jack your vehicle up Oh yeah, um, and just put it on the trailer hitch. You can jack the vehicle up. And then, you know, let the suspension lift up and then it can kind of push it over. So that's mm-hmm. the whole kind of point of those high lifts. You can just push them over and then your vehicle will fall into not the hole, you know, if you ever got sunk. Oh, so it's yeah, kind of like, I, I get it now. Like you push it sideways. So it, it goes. Yeah. yeah. And it, naturally it's going to fall um, left or right because there's only one point of, you know, where it's touching so it can tip. So naturally it's going to fall over. Um, as soon as you get it up, but you can use that to get out of holes. Um, I always had one of my two wheel drive truck that I had in California. Um, and I used it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the winch, you don't really need a winch. I mean, you can use, if you got one of those like sand anchors that they use on those, um, they, there's like some really cool sand anchors that they use. Um, but yeah, you don't really need it. And I would say traction boards would probably be more of a necessity if you were in the deserts. Will um, is not close to me right now, and he's sold out of traction boards. Dang. <laughs> yeah. He was at that expo. Uh, that Southeast down in Expo. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. That's good that he sold out of them. I uh, yeah, sold out by like noon on Saturday, I think. It's crazy. I'm yeah. glad I picked so mine up when I did. Uh, good. Heck yeah. So Action yeah, those. Tracks. But anyways, Those yeah. Work. So, so don't worry too much about the winch. Mm-hmm. What like, um, do y'all change anything in your? So we got recovery gear a little bit there. 
Do you change anything else in your in, in your planning, like cooking or anything like that? Uh, I don't think that changes can, much, does it? I mean, you can do things like evaporative cooling if you really need to, because in in the southeast, evaporative cooling doesn't really do anything for us, but because there's already so much humidity in the air out yeah. west, um, there's very little humidity in the air. So you can get some frozen water bottles, set it behind a fan and that would cool you down pretty good. Um, if you're in the tent or whatever it may be. So maybe because that would be something or even just put it, put a, put a fan over a small pail of water. Say if you're sitting around camp, do that. And what happens is as the water evaporates, fan is pulling that cooler air hitting you that, that's what swamp coolers are so you could do something like that but that's more of a comfort thing not necessarily a yeah necessity yeah, i don't, thing, I don't like think we'll have anything stunk, crazy stunk. Yeah. Uh, on weather side i think it's going to be like i think the highs are like 75 the lows are oh okay cool yeah like we got the perfect weather going out there i think for yeah going out there, which is why i was like i was excited to go out when i saw it because i was like oh go out in springtime so mm-hmm. my land cruiser doesn't act like a jeep uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what though like i posted something on my story about that little plastic skid plate that i removed should i keep it or should i just toss it a lot of people saying i think even you jeff said that could be something with the cooling component or the cooling aspect of oh yeah the whole land cruiser so you know, you might run into some issues with your giant skid plates blocking some of the cooling effectiveness of, you know, the fans and the radiator and all that, the whole cooling system you got. So well, I think you'd be all right. Not that you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> not that Have you're you going to remove your 50 cruiser? pounds. That shit's yeah. just like completely. There's yeah. not a vent hole in that thing, man. No. I'm not. You can't change yeah. a flu- one fluid without taking off four damn skid plates. So, oh my can God. you roll in the Jiffy Lube and get a cheap oil change? No, no, they'll be like, "Hey, dog, hey, <laughs> no, hey, we ain't I'm about, it. I'm about to, If you're gonna pay this price, I'm gonna strip out all your bolts. So, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I could do anyways. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not even, I'm not even taking that risk two weeks before uh, yeah. I, I head out there. No. no. So, where uh, are you gonna go? Touching it. What's that? Where are, you, where are you planning on going? Oh, let me pull it up. Uh, I have to say that because I don't know. So I'm going on this Rome for low trip. So if yep. the folks who listen to us, Matt came on maybe like uh, seven or eight episodes ago, he came on yeah. shortly after the red clay rally. So sometime in November, he came on and talked to us about what Rome for low does. And, and basically they go out and he plans a whole bunch of like trips across the country yep. for overlanding and off-roading. And so one of their trips this year, you know, he came on, we had a good time on here. I was like, dude, I don't kind of want to check out one of these trips. Like this sounds like a good time. Dude's yeah. pretty cool. Gave me a pretty mm-hmm. good sales pitch yeah. on, you know, how he manages group <laughs> dynamics and yep. all that stuff. Cause that's real stuff, right? When you're sure. taking that many people that out point. for, for a seven to eight day trip, like group dynamics is something that's, that's incredibly important. Cause you're basically kind of like, I look at it like this, like it's not a, like an overlanding trip with your with your close boys for a three to four day trip, that's different, right? Or a, yeah. a long trip. Like this is one of those trips where it's it almost feels like a if you're I don't know if you've ever watched the ultimate adventure trips, mm-hmm. but it feels kind of yeah. like that where like he's planned like a couple 
of, of trails each day. Yeah. And, or a trail, right. And then you go to a campsite that they predetermined and then you go to the next trails. And so it's kind of yeah. like a, a guided trip. And he's got, like he yeah. said on the podcast, he's got his buddies that, that do it with him that kind of help out if someone gets slowed down or something like that, that can float around and, and, and kind of meet back up with the group. And so, yeah, um, it's pretty interesting. I was like, I'm going to go check this out and, uh, and do it. So he's planned this, you know, Matt's planned this entire trip to Utah out for all these people mm-hmm. for free. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's going to be guiding them. everybody wow. <laughs> through this trip for free. Like, and he's done a really good job of the organization of it too. I yeah. must say, like, we've got a group, everybody's chatting, talking, mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a pretty good dynamic so far. So cool. He just released kind of the days that we're going to be, you know, kind of what we're going to be hitting. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're kind of going up through, we're, we're going to hit, you know, c- cut across 40 for like two days. Yeah. Cause you gotta do that. <laughs> <the> um, <laughs> and then we're going to go, um, up five fifty, and, okay. and hopefully, you know, we, we catch a good time where there's not a major snowstorm. <laughs> we have to do some crazy detours and stuff. We'll be able to hit up five fifty and see that area in the wintertime, which would be super yeah. cool to check out that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Definitely. Like that area in the, in the summer is breathtaking just mm-hmm. how, how grand it is. But in the winter, with the snow on the ground, all that, you know, if you catch a bluebird day heading up five fifty, yeah, that's a good day. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a real good day. Yeah. So we're heading up there. We'll camp there up on the five fifty area, and then we'll we're gonna come down and hit top of the world uh, okay. the next day, uh, and then come into Moab and uh, head over to the Sand Hollow. I think we're only, I think we might only do fins and things. I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's a it's a toss up right now on which trail to hit while we're out there. Yeah. Um. And then we really kind of get off road after that. And we just work our way to like Powell kind of nice. on all back roads and nice. dirt roads. And yep. we're hitting a bunch of different, like small little kind of trails mm-hmm. along the way. Um, That's just cool. kind of bouncing all the way down uh, for the next, we'll, we'll do that for four to five days. Okay. And then uh, we'll, we'll bust out. Uh, and get over to uh, get back home, basically. Like, yeah. I think I, we leave on Saturday morning and then I'll get back uh, Sunday night, the next Sunday night, and we'll probably leave. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'll say we'll we'll do five days out there, I guess, just yeah. wheeling and camping and hanging out. Oh, so my, uh, I talked to my brother-in-law into riding with me. Well, he's my future brother-in-law. Yeah, but he's been out camping like uh, one time. He came with Randall to that the first time we all met. No, oh, yeah. I remember he came out with Randall and rode in Randall's Jeep. Oh, uh, okay. And so he's he's okay. you know he's he's a cool dude, but he's never yeah, yeah. done anything yeah, like yeah, this. Nothing like this. So <laughs> well, that'll be he's, a, he's pumped. Damn, that's uh, gonna be one hell of a trip to break him in. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's a full on man. The first trail is gonna be top of the world. He's this gonna, wild. Really <laughs> He's gonna be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know vehicles well, could go these angles. <laughs> I just keep sending videos of <laughs> Hell's Gate and <laughs> oh, man. Hell's Revenge. He's like, I am sick. I don't know. <laughs> i've got a no, stomach he's, bug. He's, he's pumped for it he's yeah, like oh good. hell yeah that looks awesome like he's like uh he's 100 like in the like yeah this is going to be a good time yeah uh, he's, he also knows like i've been out there i've done it before too so he sure. doesn't have like a scare factor it's like yeah 
okay as much this is gonna be good <laughs> yeah until you like start going up a hill and you're like wow we're climbing yeah i mean there's up. there's some parts out there in moab that you're just like this is this is yep. crazy that yep. i'm doing because it's basically like i mean it's it's like driving on in a parking lot mm-hmm. but you're at all these crazy angles and you, but yeah. you have the grip it's more grip being than in a parking, parking lot. lot yeah, yeah. it's yeah. more grip Wild. the rock is so you have to worry about you have to worry about hitting the gas too hard because you don't want to flip over. Mm-hmm. That's how steep That's you're going wild. up some of these trails. Like Man. it's uh it's a, you know, it, it, you, you, I don't know if you really get used to it. I mean, that, that first trail going into hell's revenge or the first like climb in, you're just mm-hmm. like, it's a very narrow, I'm going to pull it up and show you. Is that uh, that, um, not lines back. It's, um, I think I know you come like right off of the parking lot, right? Yeah, right off the yeah. parking lot. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, it's, like it's such gatekeeper. a weird dichotomy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you're like, like you just here's pull, a parking you lot. Turn off the yeah. parking lot, and you're doing some crap that I'm like, I'm like, my yeah. butt hole could make diamonds right now. How tight it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. Uh, oh yeah. So here's the video. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, yep no but yeah Yeah. so you're just i mean there it is can you hear that no Mm -mm. no okay i I don't know if it was only through mine but you can see how just off both sides yeah like it's straight down yeah Uh, that's where the front camera the front camera would be legit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm going to teach him how to use the gopro so i should get some good gopro footage this year that'll be good uh Wyatt, Wyatt tried, did his best, but we, we still yeah. got a few more years of training to do with him before he'll be uh, worthy. Uh, he got some good I was stuff. I say you're going to yeah. do Fins and Things, to... Chicken's Corner, Lockhart Basin. Yep. I don't know what uh, Beef Basin is. Me either. I haven't looked up any of these. I think I'm just going to like roll with it. Yeah, Lockhart's uh, good. Chicken Corners is good. So we'll see then. I think I'll be heading home like right for this day probably okay. nice uh and and that'll you know i'll just shoot back wow. i think i'm gonna try nice. to talk to my brother-in-law and do uh just going straight straight back yeah <laughs> just motoring yeah, yeah. Uh, at that point it's like why stop like just it's 22 hours just like time it to where when you get home you can sleep for like eight and you're good to go like just it's a long day it's all it is wild man i can't do 22 <laughs> no switching off you know like oh, two, yeah, two maybe. hours on yeah. two hours every off, two every hours. gas which is about two hours in a land cruiser when yeah. you're doing when you're out there <laughs> that's true yeah you're not wrong <laughs> so, so 120 miles about a little about 100 bucks right now uh so <laughs> about every two hours uh yep. and and just swap drivers every time and mm-hmm. just like just muscle through mm-hmm. you know driver yep. picks entertainment music mm-hmm. podcast whatever that is and yep. if you take a little cat nap take one while you're riding mm-hmm. i drive it <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh that's gonna be so, yeah, so i can't th- wait to hear about it I, i'm i'm pretty pumped like I, you know people it's, it's interesting because we've had some dialogue with some of our listeners around um going to some of those expo shows yeah. uh and and we've talked about this between us three before um yeah. just between us like me coming from a sales background and that being my job, 
those types of events are like what is in my world that I call work. And yeah. This Definitely. is not in my world that yeah. I call work. <laughs> so like I, I equate that with work and I equate those with work too. And so yeah. I'm always like, I don't know. But Steve, I know you are like, hey, that's kind of my jam. Like I enjoy I love, yeah. getting out and doing that stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so I was thinking, I was equating what I'm doing here by going out with this group of 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 individuals. And, you know, we don't know anybody right now. I mean, yeah. We've met Matt through this. We the red did the rally with us, but we, you mm-hmm. know, we met him through passing, but we don't know him. Like this is, yeah. this is part of that. Like if I don't, you know, because I don't do those, this is more of what is, I guess, in my like expo, Definitely. like oh, this is how yeah. I want to go meet people and, and experience this, this, this sport, you know, this hobby. Uh, sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's both seeing that video. Uh, it's, sport. it's pretty close. It, it, it does. You do. It does help to be, athletic when you go out and do that stuff because yeah. you can go roll an ankle if if you if you aren't careful out there yeah. really easily i mean yeah, i've rolled yeah. my ankle multiple times you're going to yeah. slide on some mud if you're not careful it's going to hurt mm-hmm. um, oh yeah you slip all the time if you're out in the but, mud yeah. oh my god but you know it, it was funny because I, I had this this whoop on when i went out to colorado last year yeah. and every day that we were out wheeling like i had some like record days of strain and that's just because the amount of stress oh. when you're wheeling, right? Yeah. Like yeah. getting a position. Huh. And of course, the elevation we were at was like sure. 10,000. So anytime plus, you get yeah. out of the car, you're out of breath. Like, ah, I got to yeah. get out of my seat. <laughs> <Back. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, kills you. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, like thinking through the, the trip that yeah, we talked about, like, what would you take that would be different? I'm just trying to like, from my side, I'm trying to figure out, like I think I want to like really take my kitchen down, like to yeah. like just. I'm trying to figure out what is the bare minimum that I actually yeah. need, yeah, for like the kitchen and and some of that stuff. So I I kind of lower that that footprint as well. I did pick up some front runner boxes, the Wolfpack boxes. Oh, nice. Local, okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Local guy here mm-hmm. had them for sale and hooked me up with a great deal. Awesome. Um, I threw it out on Instagram of like, hey, who knows about these boxes? Or do y'all recommend any kind of boxes? And he messaged me. I was like, I got some that I haven't used that, you know, I sell you for this price. And it was a yeah. good deal. So I was like, yeah, I'm in. Awesome. Hey, it's your dog. Yeah. It is. That's Remington. <laughs> Remington. <Old man. laughs> What's up? Yeah, he is. He's uh, like, oh, I need a piss now. Come on. <laughs> so I think we're going to do like, like I'll have a box. It's like my personal stuff, right? He'll yeah. have a box, like a backpack. And then yeah. there'll be another box for like dry foods. Um, and that should nice. help organize a lot of things. We can strap those down. The fridge will be strapped down now that nice. it's actually mine. Good. Um, <laughs> Sweet. And I'm hoping that we can leave the back seat up um, and, yeah. uh, you know, just have some backpacks in the back and be able to keep it pretty, pretty normal like, from a, yeah. you know, front seat perspective, which would be nice mm-hmm. on trips like this. Like it was for the rally this last year. It was Super pretty clean light. in there. Super it was really clean. light. That was really nice. It was, well, I mean, I, I can't take my tent off, so I'll have the tent back on top, um, yeah. which definitely changes how that thing rolls and rides. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everything will have to stay in the Land Cruiser, so it'll be heavier. But I'm trying to, like, last year I went down, it was, like, almost level. I lost all my rake when I loaded it down. So wow. I'm hoping that this year I could at least get where I have a little bit of a rake. Yeah. Uh, going out there and i'm not completely just flattened out but i don't Definitely. know we'll see 
We'll see. I did change all my recovery gear to soft gear now, so that should help nice. a little bit in the back. Okay. Yep. Not having all the that'll save some weight. And, mm-hmm. uh, snatch blocks and yeah. everything else. That was a steel variant. If you want to slim down, you could do since you're going. Uh, cold weather might be an issue with this, but you can get one of those like single burn butane stove. Single burner butane stoves. The single burner butane stoves. <laughs> so the, I single have... burner. <laughs> the single burner. The single burner. So I do have a single burner here. Uh, it's a little Coleman single burner. Yeah, that's what I've used. Um, I used to, that was my first one I got that was an actual grill. Now I have a, a two burner. I don't know what I bought off Amazon. I don't know what brand it is. They don't sponsor us, so I didn't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, so I have that now. That works pretty good. Um, so I don't know. I'm just, I think I could just get rid of some. I feel like I just need to organize. I need a day to organize. I, I need to get some of those uh those foam inserts like uh like steve has if you know yeah, what i mean those are, seen those, those are nice how he has like everything organized yeah, like it's all organized i think the, so the nice. main thing is is i think i heard it on i think we've talked about this a couple of times like what do you bring and it's like go camping and put a put a sticker on every piece of gear and when you use it going camping just peel the sticker off and then you can kind of see what you've actually used. And I think I have too much gear for what I need. Like I don't need, I have like, you know, multiples of things. So I'll have like two pans. Like it's like, I don't need two pans. I just can just use my skillet. Like my, just my flat iron skillet and simplify. Um, I think I took two pans last year. Like, and I just, I just really just need one, one skillet and that's it. And and maybe a pot right to boil some water in yeah coffee and that's about it like that's all you really need and you could cook anything you'd want for one to two people and cast iron and a pot that's all you need yeah that's it you know right now my kitchen box is like we're talking overlanding here we're not talking bushcrafting you know yeah uh, (laughs) you gotta have some bougie stuff we are we are living the right life here uh yes not hiding it, not hiding it at all. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Nice. Trying to trying to um just really narrow in on on what I need and and try to make this thing as light as possible. I think that's kind of how you go as as someone who gets into this, is you kind of you get really into it and you and you kind of just like say, Oh, I'll use that, I'll use that, I'll use that. And then after a few years, you're kind of like, Well, I don't know if I really need all this or all that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I don't I need two back. Bluetooth speakers. Like, no, <laughs> you really don't need two. one either. If your name's uh, Randall. Yeah. You need the biggest <laughs> fucking one you can find. <laughs> uh, I was, I was thinking back. I, I shared out on Instagram the other day one of the first, you know, what you consider an overlanding trip where we went out and my buddy's family's, you know, Dodge conversion van from the 1980s. Yeah, I remember hit off that, across yeah. the country um, and uh, snowboarded for a week and a half, two weeks, and came back. And, and I'm like, I'm like, well, we didn't take it. We took a bag of clothes out there. That's all we took. Yeah. And, you know, we figured it out. Like it was just fast food or whatever. Yeah. And just kind of went and I'm like, I'm over here trying to load down an SUV full of all the rations I could possibly think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't use it, uh, you know, an ounce of it, you know, it's just, it, it, it's crazy how very little you actually use when you're out yeah. there. If you 
playing around what you want and what, what you have. So you have the, what size fridge do you have? You have the 75, right? Yeah, I did. I had the 75 inch so cubic inch. I always kept everything like almost all my food stuff. Like I'd even throw like, you know, bars or snacks in the fridge. So the fridge was like everything. And then it eliminated me having another box or, or having to store water um, or yeah. any other drinks outside of the fridge. Because if you have a giant fridge like that, there's no reason you shouldn't just put everything in there. All of your waters, like, and then you could put chips yeah. and snacks and stuff in there. And it's what cold it, chips doesn't really matter. No, it's yeah. already taken up space. So might as well utilize it. Yeah. Yeah. We took so way thing. too much crap, like yeah. way too much crap last year. <laughs> uh, also yeah. it was packing for like a, a eight year old too. So that makes it a little different when you, yeah. you know, you got some different juice boxes and things that we might yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my brother-in-law yeah. is a uh, liquor dealer, so I'm sure our juice boxes might be a little different for us. Nice. On this <laughs> trip. <laughs> Some adult juice boxes. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. So, uh, should, yeah. Should, be a, should be a good time. Uh, but, yeah. Like it's going to be an imagine? amazing trip. Uh, it, it reminds me, Jeff, of, of uh, Eric's son when we did the rally, just like how I was just like, oh, just what? Blind. And that? What? <laughs> 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 he he was shocked because he never i mean he has a jeep but he's never been on places where you're almost flipping um scraping your slider dropping into waterfalls like like there's all the crazy stuff he was like his eyes were opened up <laughs> you need oh, to yeah. point your gopro at uh your, your future brother-in-law and just get his reactions that would be fun yeah 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 well so he so he'll he'll be there uh which will be his first big trip and and so yeah. it's too like you know i'm taking the swag yeah uh little swag tent i have for him so i gotta figure out how to get that thing secured down as well because that's they don't want that big ass thing sliding around yeah. so uh no i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little read i think i'm gonna try to do a redesign on the uh diesel heater i don't know if i really need it though either because i think the temps are gonna be okay yeah I might not even take it um but I was thinking about getting that. So that way he, you know, at least enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think about man, you know, he's a pretty simple guy. We always, we always eat good food over out there. I always drink good. Yeah. Yep. You know, heart rate's going to get up doing some crazy shit. Yeah. So it should be pretty entertaining. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just the four hours, four days of driving that kind of suck to get out there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If you have two people that helps. It does. It does. Yeah. We're, I know we're stopping in, in I think, o- o- Oklahoma on the way out, too. So that'll be, you know, we'll kind of split the drive up out. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. We're a couple weeks out. We're doing the final touches now. Like I said earlier, a little, little bit of maintenance left to do, mm-hmm. but everything is kind of scheduled out as far as what nice. needs to get done. And yeah. We'll just rock on through it. And then uh, there's a bunch of folks in the group that are from Georgia. There's a few of us here in Nashville, okay. and we'll all uh, end up meeting somewhere past Memphis and Arkansas. Nice. That'll be fun. And uh, say hi out there and yeah, buckle out. Head on out. Yeah. That'll be a fun, it's a fun, that'll be a fun convoy, you know, just like, yeah, it will. It, <laughs> if it's not thinking, like the rally, I was thinking of the rally when we had six vehicles and it was like, holy shit, there's a lot of things going on. And, it would have been fun if you were just like going wheeling together, but we were in a race and it's like, no, no, you here. So I think it'll be different, a fun different trip. circumstances for sure. Like I'm going to be like, this is, you know, just on a, 
on a, on a different level. Like I am like every day and all day I'm, I'm planning ahead and, and yeah. trying to, you know, make sure the, that I'm doing the right things at the right times. And like, I'm playing my days out in like blocks. Like I'm one of those psychopathic motherfuckers when it comes to like organization <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and lot. so like getting, doing this trip for me is like, I'm just like sitting back like, okay, where are we going yeah, next boss? Chill. Just yeah. like turn my seat when we're on, uh, yeah, turn exactly. on some good jams and, uh, and just kind of hang out and, and, and have some fun. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to not, you know, have much responsibility and just kind of cruise through, turn on my lockers when I need to nice. have some fun. Put put Chase in the driver's seat during some stuff and see how he oh, reacts man. to it. Oh, that'll <laughs> <Yeah>. be fun. Because <laughs> when you're not, like you said, wheeling like the rally, it's like, oh yeah, take a shot at this obstacle. Like, worst yeah. you're gonna do is slide on a slider differently than I would. Like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, you build those Land Cruisers to uh, to to where anybody could drive it, right? I mean, that's kind yeah. of my thought on Land Cruisers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's simple anybody could do it like we went out to the outer banks and erica was baja and that thing all around the beaches just <laughs> yeah, she's used to driving her, her yukon like it's smaller yeah. it's like a mini micro <laughs> truck she's just hammering down i'm like oh you're good it's good it's a land cruiser yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly oh man yeah. well guys that was fun yeah it's always good to yeah, hang catch up uh I, I think uh i think now instagram will let you do um i might let you be able to run two channels at once i might pick up bankrupt for that week while i'm out and okay. uh keep up with uh everybody along that way and then um nice thought about doing if i remember we talked about this at the rally but thought about doing some some podcasts out there some actual by the fire podcasts. i don't know oh, that'll maybe, be cool. maybe we can find a spot that's got some service oh, that you guys in there too yeah We'll see where we get. It'll be one of those last minute things if it happens, yeah. but I think I'm going to pack the mic and, you know, get real overlandy with it nice. uh, <laughs> and record a podcast while we're camping. <laughs> <That'd be> fun. <laughs> we, how many times have we said that? So many times. So many times. times. Uh, I've never done it. <laughs> at one point, we were all going to cram inside my trailer. At the Red I did it once. I've done it with Will and we drank so many road sodies sitting in that one spot that I wasn't really comfortable releasing <laughs> yeah. that recording out to the world. <laughs> uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe this time that won't happen. I don't know. No promises. Uh, like I said, it is, it's going to be one of those trips where you just kind of kick back, relax and enjoy the ride. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, well guys, y'all have a good rest of your week. Listeners. Y'all have a good rest of your week, and we'll holler at y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye.